all there is. How do you apply spiritual principle in the real world? What are your daily spiritual practices? These are the kinds of questions we'll talk about in this show. Your hosts, Leslie and Tracy, will share their experiences, but also want to learn from your insights, your questions, and your suggestions. So, don't just listen in. Call us with your comments. Good morning, and welcome to Say Yes to Spirit, encouraging you on your spiritual path, hosted by Leslie and Tracy. And I am Tracy. And I am Leslie, all day today. And Leslie is very excited about our team today. I know. Which I, is? I started. I started talking about it, and Tracy was like, "Wait, the show hasn't started yet." I'm like, "Oh my goodness! It is the a continuation of last week's theme on manifestation, and we were looking at uh, mostly, if you look at the science of mind concepts of the law, or what uh, many new thought people." New Thought Entities talk about uh, the law of cause and effect, and um, we are what we think kind of idea. And then at the end of last week, we got into the idea of the two pillars of the science of mind between the law and the love. Law and love, that's the two pillars. So I got very excited at the end of last week and said, oh, we must continue this conversation. We, We have too much to talk about to end this conversation at this time, so Tracy graciously agreed with my energy that would not be stopped and allowed us to, like, yeah. like I really, <laughs> <clears throat> I was in the middle of uh, a tidal wave, <laughs> just caught up in it, and so as I recall, um, one of the comments you made near the end of last week, which made it so imperative for us to continue mm-hmm. this conversation, was about Thinking, uh, it's easy to think about manifesting when you think about the con- think about it in the context of love. That because um, I am so loved by the universe, I get what I want. And a little more tricky to think about it in terms of the law, because sometimes the law is giving us exactly what we are putting out there in our combination of what we say we want and how we feel and what we do. Mm-hmm. And in that case, we're actually manifesting 100% as well. And so what I was remembering was that there was a little bit of a, oh, wait, I, we, I have to think more about or we need to talk about the fact that when, quote, unquote, bad things happen, that that's also manifestation. Yes, that is that that is true. That is absolutely true. Manifestation, and I think because I was talking quickly at the end last week, what I ponder a lot is the idea that the law is so impersonal, mm-hmm. and that causes me a bit of angst because I have this overwhelming belief that there's this incredible force of divine good that's working for me with me. The deck of cards are loaded in my favor. Everything couldn't be more in line with things to go well for me. Feeling that I have this kind of intuitive gut that I've always felt, and um, blocking and, and coming up with the 
the contrary idea that this impersonal law that if I believe I'm not worth worthy or I believe that you know I deserve to be punished or something like this, then my belief can then manifest in direct opposition to this overwhelming force of good, divine joy, excitement, come on, Leslie, get on the road, it's a fabulous place to go, that my little negative bebopping thought can just throw the brakes on or skid the tires or well, see, that's interesting unrail because, the river. Because I don't see it as an opposite and I don't see it as derailing. That's so interesting because this energy and this this existence of of you know of love that right. is there for love with love for you um for in my way of thinking about it it's like it's because this energy or God or this spirit loves you so much that it lets you make the decision and just says yes and so it when you talk about it it's you know if my belief is that I'm not worthy or that I don't deserve something. It's because the universe loves me. It's because God loves me that the answer is always yes. So, okay, if that's what you choose to believe, then I'm going to allow that to play out in your life. It's not that I am taking God off of off of God's path for me because God doesn't care. See, now this is, I'm writing this down because I'm going to ask spiritual teachers way above my pay grade this very question because this, this is, I think, the crux of, of something very profound for me because, yes, I think the law says yes. The law says yes. But the law doesn't love me. The law doesn't care about me. The law has no feeling. It just says yes to everything. And the love that's over here absolutely Oh, it's like a warm blanket. Oh, it just loves me. Oh, it just can't get close enough to me. Oh, it just, you know, that parental, I don't have two-legged children, but, you know, that I just can't get close enough to my little four-legged children. You know, I just love them so much. I want so much good for them. That that feeling, that 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 expression is what love divine has for me. And that that is... There's no there's no destiny to it. It's not like I'm destined to be a doctor or I'm destined to be an actress. I'm just destined to have love and be like caught up in this um co- co- what do they call that? Co- co- the energy, the the um kundalini energy of yoga. You know, there's just mm-hmm. that excitement, that awe, oh, that shivering of love. That that is that is my that is all of our destinies. And that that is very personal, that that is very individualized, and that that is very different than the law. She's smiling, but she's not speaking. It's a radio show, Tracy. You have to speak. <laughs> what are you thinking? Because you're thinking. I was just waiting to make sure that you were at the end in the, of, of, of what you were going to say. Well, yeah, because that's, that's the ponderance to me, because I, I have such a strong feeling. I guess maybe that's the mystical piece of it for me that that I go back and forth with with some of the new thought ideas that you know that I have such a strong mystical sense of things that seems to be and sometimes opposed 
confusing to the idea of the law, but I, I actually asked Reverend Petra at the Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas a couple of weeks ago about my kind of confusion, and she was the one who pointed out to me again the love and the law being two different pillars and the coexisting of them. And I think what I do is I mix them up, and I think that when I can stay more on the love side, that's more in tune with my natural belief system. And I don't think the love, I don't think the love side has a design for me or a destiny for me or, you know, some sort of specific something. I just think it has this feeling, this this energy of, oh, I just can't, I can't describe it. So that's interesting, and I'm just following you and tracking with you, mm-hmm. and i thinking about where where do we, where are we in alignment, and where are we not? Just be t- the two of us, right? And I guess it's, and by no means am I implying that you are wrong. I'm not. Thank uh, goodness. So let me be clear <laughs> up front. So if I take judgment out of it, that's my own victim. Well, in this case, yes. yes. Okay, (laughs) that's very good. That's very good in this case. So, um, I, so it's really interesting for me to track with you on that because I do see love and law as two distinct aspects of the the Trinity, the the fullness or the wholeness of God. But what's different for me is. Even when I think about love as the concept of all good, of giving, so I think about love as the primary impulse or giving as the primary impulse of spirit, and it is the representation of the love that spirit has, that spirit will give and give and give whatever it is that you say you want, whatever it is you believe is your but best. But she's not going to stop wait, you. No, don't right stop. there. Wait, wait. Okay. Don't, don't, don't do that quite yet because I, I, I need to say it too because I'll forget it because I'm not, I'm just doing this off, of my, off the top of my head. And that what law does is law is, okay, so when we look at the teaching model, you know, love is, the decision of what is desired, the decision, the statement of it, and then law is that formless substance that creates it, that makes it happen, and then it comes out as the effect or as the condition or as the manifestation of what you want, which is what we're talking about. So you have that combination of love. And as you were talking, when you would talk about feeling and judgment and good that the love part of the Trinity wants and and wants the best for you and the warm blankie. The, see, for me, all of those are human feelings, and I don't, I don't have a connection. For me, those human feelings, the warm blankie, I mean, all of that, it's like it is so foreign to me. I can't connect it. Not foreign to me as a human being, but in my understanding and processing of how God works. And so I can't layer. It's really difficult for me, even though I can follow your train of thought, to layer a feeling of, I just want to be close to you, um, you know, and like hold you in my arms and protect you from all... I can't connect no. that to even though the concept or the 
the um, the part about love is about knowing. It's not wanting for me. That's the difference. So that's why I needed to ramble a little bit. It's not about wanting the best for you. It's knowing that you are and have available to you the best and laying it out for you. And loving you enough that it is there. There are no barriers between you and God. There are no bar- between me and God. There are no barriers. There are no tests. There are no any of that. It is all right here for you, Tracy. And that is because I love you. And then the law says, okay, so of all these unlimited things, uh, choices, feelings, beliefs, and physical things, whatever you say you want from that is yours. And for me, that's the law. Okay, now I've rambled enough. No, 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 because you, you said in the beginning that is that is the crux, and that's why I wanted to hear more. So say more about, you said, love will give me whatever I want. Love loves me so much. It'll give me whatever I want. I wrote that down because that's it, that's that's the point that I think where I go off into this other sphere. Because are you saying if I want to uh, believe that I am destined to uh, have poor health, and that's my lot in life, that I'm always going to be sickly and have a runny nose and have a headache, that love loves me enough to give that to me. I'm asking a question. Yes. And see, I think what I think, I keep sure. Yes. <laughs> that's obvious, Leslie. That's no, no, what no. I said. No, 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 that was a <laughs> yes. And, and so, what do you what think do I'm you saying? Think <laughs> what do you think that means then? Yes, okay, yes. So, okay, so, see, what I think is that love. Oh, love is sitting there going, oh, Leslie, you poor tiny child. You don't have to be sick. This isn't what's supposed to be for you. You're just, oh, I'm sorry for you. I'm I'm loving you, but this is sad that you're making this choice. <laughs> See, that I'm making this choice. So I'm seeing that love, and I don't have any other words than human words, yeah. so I do yeah. I acknowledge no, I got, that. I got that. That love is so all about the good for me, but that my little human belief, my little ego, my little tiny speck of dirt in my own eye can derail the bountiful gift of Thanksgiving that's this season well, and love is offering So me. what about this? So imagine <laughs> for a minute, imagine for a minute that there is a table, a huge huge, huge table in, you know, like right there in front of the wall. It's just this big table and good health and fitness and perfect weight and all of that's on the table and poor health and sniffles and all of that is on the table. Okay. And and you can have anything on that table. And it's all it's all available to you. And so if I 
love you and I allow you to choose what you want from that table. And my love for you is that I want you to have what you want in this experience called life that you are having, then I don't have any judgment about what you choose because it's all available to you and you're choosing it. I'm not I'm not prescribing or recommending A over B over C. Because the reality is what if in this life experience, this cycle around, part of your contract, part of your reason for coming back to life or coming into this life was to understand illness and lack because maybe on the late in the cycle or in the next cycle you're going to be the one who finds the cure for cancer. I mean, all of that is all hypothetical, but that's that you're right, that's the crux or that's the difference. I don't believe that from the place of love that God takes responsibility or has any feelings about your decisions. And so when we, we've talked in other shows about everything in life being a choice for God or for not God. You know, moving right, for God or away from God. And, um, you know, being more of God or releasing and demonstrating more of God in your life or not God. And um, that all, a lot of the parables in the in the Bible, a lot of the experience of Jesus is about demonstrating what it looks like when you are full of God and making choices that represent the fullness, the wholeness of God, instead of um, making choices that represent sections or 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 even decisions that are not God like so so I so I think it's interesting if we always have that choice it it is about our difference in this is about the the concept of God having feelings the human emotion the human feelings about what each of us as individuals choose that that's where the difference is well, not so much the feeling, because I know you can't. I, I don't. Just, I only have words to say, so that's the only way I can describe right. it. But, but it seems to me that the difference between what we're saying is, is, is I see them as like this big um, wall between the two. I see them in silos. The law is in this silo over here, mm-hmm. and it's just spitting out what I put in, spitting out what I put in, spitting out what I put in. And the love is in this silo over here. And it is, for lack of any other words other than human words, it's having this, ah, oh, you know, I don't even say a word. It's just this, ah, oh, feeling for me. And they're both going at the same time. Right. No, I'm I'm with you on that. But it's it, the place I'm not with you is that it's having this, ah, oh, it's having this tug. It's having this sadness that you didn't choose the what what you're labeling as the best when my person, and the way that I frame it for me is that 
God says, here are all the choices, and whatever you choose, I'm happy to support you in that, and that's why the law would give you whatever you want. And not having this, oh, choice, you chose door one, you should have chosen what's behind door two, and you know what's behind door three would be even better for you. I'm not saying, well, no, I don't, I don't, that's not what I hear myself saying. So if that's how it's coming across, that's not what I, that's not what I'm thinking. Because okay. I'm not thinking door one, door two, door three. I'm thinking there is this one river of good mm-hmm. that is the mystic river, let's call it, that where we are all, you know, fully manifested in our mystical selves, living this mystical experience, and that certainly by definition, she's working really hard right now not to laugh, and I appreciate that, uh, that that... By definition, if I choose the sniffles, by definition, that is that is not my highest good choice. And so the mystical river of love has an understanding that I made that choice and no judgment on it, but there is there is a sort of a the love side has a, a, you know, perhaps a parental thing where a parent knows, oh, my goodness, if they go off and, you know. Yeah, I'm following you. I, I am absolutely following you. And for me, it would make me crazy if I actually believed that that way. It would make it harder for me to... um Operate and move. So let me. What about this? So when you that example you talk about, you mentioned. So if I choose the sniffles, I'm not choosing like my best, highest good. Right. So are the sniffles not in the flow, not in the river, in this mystical river? The sniffles are. Where are they? They're not in there. They're not a part of the. No, there's no sniffles in the flow. Oh, (laughs) that okay. The flow is snow free. Nipple free. (laughs) So, what if the would it change? Would it shift your? What if the sniffle were okay? This a river. It's a flow, Uh and you know the banks of the river. What if the sniffles (laughs) were on the edge of the of the flow, on the west edge of the flow? And what if cancer is on the east edge of the flow, but it's still in the river. Okay. And what you're talking about is, you know, if you were right in the middle right. of the river right. and flowing, but these other things are, they're in the river. Ah. You can't go outside the river because there is nothing outside of God. <laughs> it's mm. not that God is giving you some choices here that are like inside of God and there are other choices that are outside of God because there is nothing that is outside of God. Well, this is true. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying they're outside of God. I'm just saying they're not in love. the highest. They're not the, you know, kundalini energy of God, the mystic 
So that two to inch, for me, two inches, the eye of the needle god. No I'm kidding. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Or, but, well, yeah. So for me, what that does is it makes me ask myself. So do I believe that God has a judgment about what's better for me, what's good and what's bad for me? That's what it makes me ask myself. And you use the word judgment, and I'm going to say, no, God doesn't have a judgment. But I believe, yes, God. No, God has to have a judgment if after you make the choice, God goes, oh. You see, I don't think it's a judgment. I don't think it's a judgment how I think of the word judgment in terms of, you know, Judging, it's a, it's a, it's a fullness of saying, wow, that's gonna, you know, take you some time to get back to the center of the flow. But I'm here. I'm still with you to the flow. I'm not making you good or bad or right or wrong for making that choice. But I, I think the divine knowing has this is by definition the divine knowing, and the divine knowing is. That centers in like crease in the sheet flow. What if divine knowing were inside of you and not outside of you? Well, it is inside of me and outside of me and all around me. And when I get connected to that crease in the sheet or that energy of the middle of the river. So I know what you're talking about in Crease of the Sheet because we've talked about it before. But in case there's somebody listening who's never heard that before. The the idea of um, when I was a little kid, we used to make tents out of sheets. And And we would take the tent and we would roll pennies down the side of the tent. And if you got the penny and you didn't have it in the crease, it would kind of zig and zag and take longer to get to the end, the bottom. If it got in a little crease, it was like a zip, and it went really, really, really fast. And so I've always had this concept that when I'm in the flow, in the middle of the river, that my zen-like energy becomes, manifest, my manifestation for good becomes rapid fire. And that, that I attribute to also to a more of a mystical experience where I'm more in line with the spiritual side of things. And it's really, this is really a deeply curious Pondering to me, and you bring up the idea of the, you know, the contract, and that's a, it's a whole other layer. And I was um, sexually abused as a child from like six months old to twelve years of age, and I, in my own journey, have come to an understanding that 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 was something that I absolutely knew coming in and did kind of create in order to have a manifestation of something good and, you know, being a therapist and a lot of things in my life has come out of that not good experience. So I do have a sort of a more, um, I don't even know what you call that. It's not, it's not, certainly not, it's not a new thought idea, but the idea of these contracts well, or these right, ideas that, that everything happens exactly as it's supposed to, that everything um, is leading toward the next evolution of something good that, yeah, that what looks good may be, what looks bad may be good, Mm -hmm. you know, time will tell, that Mm -hmm. all of those concepts that are in almost every faith um, system, every faith belief system worded a little differently, um, yeah, can can play out. Most of us can look back backwards in our lives. Most adults 
can look backwards in our lives and see how things that happen at some point that seemed really challenging, really difficult, really quote-unquote bad, often led us into or were the pathway that we obviously needed to travel to get a certain insight or to make a certain choice, which is kind of a different layer between the law and the love and law. Mm-hmm. Seems to be a different kind of like a another philosophical. And, you know, this is also curious that I, you know I have a, a real desire to you know understand it all and to be the smartest one. So that uh, is always interesting to me how much I you know am interested in these kind of conversations because of that. Because I think you know the more I have these conversations and the more I ponder these kinds of things, the more in line I can get with that center synergetic flow. So um, since this is a continuation of last week's topic, we really did not do it. <laughs> it connects the dots. Um, but I'm thinking that uh, since we've been talking for a half hour, maybe we should take a little <laughs> break and then we will come back and continue this conversation about love and law and manifestation. Today our theme is part two of manifestation. Manifestation. Um, so here's a question. So you have the big buffet of choices, and um, there is no uh, the 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 choice. To me, is in the silo of the law. Mm-hmm. And there's no there's no silo of love in that choice. It seems very separate. Oh. Do you see now? Have I explained it finally to the extent that you now get one? Well, no, I got it before. Oh, I just, okay. I just think about it differently. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I yeah. followed you before, but I think uh-huh. that. What we teach in Science of Mind is that you make the choice in love and the choice becomes executed by law. So the choice isn't made. So if you think of of our teaching symbol with the three layers, the intention is set in in love. 
which is the direction is set in love in that third of the of the circle and then it passes down into law which says, Okay, that's what you chose now, I know what to do. So the choice is not made in law. The law responds to the choice that was made in in love, in action. That's where the intent is set. That's where the decision is made. That's where the the choice is made. And law, as a silo, says, whatever you've told me you want, whatever you've chosen, now it's my job to make it happen, to (laughs) to reconfigure every molecule, atom, every person, every idea, every thought, everything that needs to be reconfigured to then put it in the third triangle as a physical, conscious, existent thing. Right. So when we do love, law, body, love, law, effect, those three, the choice is made in the top in the top quadrant in the top third. And so that's where the choice is. Law simply executes on that. So you're saying the choice is love. The choice is made in love. The choice is made in the context of love. I think that's why I, saying it out loud makes me realize, I think that's why I don't think there is a feeling about what you there's not a feeling from the human point or the human interpretation of what does it mean? Like, what does it mean to love your child? Well, what it means to love your child is to offer your child the best and the all of the things that are available, and then your child makes the choice of all the things that are available, whether you personally offered them or not and 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 well and I can't even go down that track because I can't look at it from what because the human brain is has limitations and the human capability to provide has limitations. But the difference when we think about what spirit has to offer, it is unlimited. So the choices may appear and the um, and then it happens here, the change from what is now to what will get you a representation of that choice is made in the middle. And I'm saying here, I forget, we're on radio, you can't see that I'm looking at a diagram. So, okay, go ahead, you took a breath. I did, I took a breath. But I, this is uh, the idea of, um, I wish there was a way to put the diagram of the, the science online teaching symbol. You should be smart enough, Tracy, to be able to put that online somehow, <laughs> or attach it to the. Oh, I could put blog. it online and put it on the blog. There you I go. Could. See, I knew you were smart enough to do that. Because it's really an interesting. Because I never considered. I considered the teaching symbol wholly about the law of cause and effect. I considered the pillar of love. As embracing the teaching symbol, love is like 
around the teaching symbol is part of love. It's like the love silo embraces the, the law silo, but I don't see any love in the law. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that sounds wait, like wait. oh, that's, that's good. That's and then looking at me like, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, looking at you like, oh, that sounds like blasphemy. That sounds like science of the mind blasphemy. You know, that the love. I don't see any love in the law. Well, you see, it's totally loving. That you know, the love is going to let me there. Okay, burn so, my hand on the stove because it loves me enough to let me burn my hand on the stove. And I'm saying. I don't think so. The love is saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't, don't, don't. Oh, I love you. <laughs> it's like, I love you, you stupid human. <laughs> you poor, you bad, stupid human you trick. poor, sad little soul. Yes, you little new soul. You'll learn. You'll get to come back 17,000 times. But, um. <laughs> well, I, yeah. So we, we. It's we, interesting. And I'm not trying to change your perspective. I really am following you and understand it. And 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 it doesn't work for me. It doesn't resonate with you. And it I doesn't think, work yeah. for me. And I think, I, yeah. And so, but your comment about you see love and law as two completely separate things, um, you know, it's a both and. It really is. Because love is love and law is law and effect is effect. And you can definitely, in one of the activities, one of the, you know, class activities that I've done in a couple of classes, um, you know, is actually, like, labeling things. What is love? What is law? What is, you know, effect? And, um, and at the same time, those three elements, love, law, and effect, are all elements of God. It's like if you could break God up into three parts, you would see love, you would see law, and you would see effect, you would see body. And it's like in Christianity where you have, you know, the Trinity, and you have, um, you know, you have the the aspects, the three aspects, or the three natures that together combine. But you can definitely talk about them separately because they have different roles. So in Christianity, when people say the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, or the Father, the Son, and the, the Son, the, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, yes. I mean, you're talking about three elements that all together are God. Yes. So you can talk about the Father and the role of love. You can talk about the Son, and you can talk about the Holy Spirit, in, in which case the Holy Spirit would be more like what we talk about as law and the Son, how it manifests and shows up and how you behave in the world. We talk about more as body, but it's very similar, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, very similar and have some overlap in love, law, and body or effect. So that concept of there are three elements that you can describe, but none of it is is singularly God. When you talk about what what God is, or if you're in a faith practice that talks about who God is, then it's all of that because there's nothing outside of God. 
So I and I get to that sense of um, that sense that you're talking about of oh I kind of wish you would have chosen this it would have been easier for you or it would have made it made your life go where you want your life to go sooner better faster easier I just can't get there I mean I can follow it <laughs> yeah but I can't get right. there of living from that perspective for me mm-hmm. because for me that feels like there really is a, um, that God has a sense of the way I should do it, which I have that sense, but I, here's where I put it. So the the guidelines about how to live and to live from love, mm-hmm. or if I were in Christianity and I was following the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. that it's clear in the philosophies and in new thoughts as we draw from Eastern and Western philosophies and faith practices from centuries and centuries, that there are, and Jesus as a master teacher, there are examples of when you make certain kinds of choices, the outcomes are going to get you where you want to go faster. Mm-hmm. And I can choose to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm free to choose whatever else I want to choose as well. And so for me, it's it's that sense of it's all about what I choose because whatever I choose is going to unfold and evolve into, as I choose every day, it's going to unfold and evolve into whatever I think is a life worth living, whatever I determine and decide is a life worth living. So, so you you could decide there's a life worth living outside of the, the, the two inches of the Zen Spirit River. You could decide the life worth living is over on the bank and having cancer. That could be. A person could choose that. <laughs> yeah, a person could choose a person. Yes, yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm not saying you I wouldn't could choose that. that. Yes, but thank you, thank a you. A person could choose, could choose that. that as a life worth living, and the divine okay. would allow that. The law not would just, allow that. Not just, uh, uh, not just allow it. Yes, allow it, and be glad to support you. You know, to be glad to support you in in your evolution of having the experience of life. Because, you know, a lot of times one of the things that we talk about, too, is that the only way God can experience life is through the human experience. That there are all these unlimited numbers of choices that exist. And that the idea of God is, you know, the only way to experience any and all of those choices is through the human experience, and that's why each one of us has our own unique way of living our lives. So there is that part of, and that's where for me it's like it's not a sadness or a gladness in God about what choices you make because then God experiences that and what happens when that choice is made. 
and from God's perspective of wanting to experience all that there is of life, then there have to be people who make all of these different choices so that the fullness and the wholeness of life can be experienced. Yikes! <laughs> so, yeah, so the so the so the the Fullness of life, we have to have the the, the 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 sniffles in order to experience the wholeness. See, it's interesting. I know that fast. So we do, we have talked about before this idea of contrast. Yes. That you don't know joy unless you've experienced pain. And you, you may have a word for success, but often you don't realize how much success you have had or are having until you have experienced what you have labeled as failure, right, or disappointment or whatever, and then you recognize, oh, but wait, this was success or this was progress or this was, you know, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, all these things were success. And I was just thinking, you know, it was just the way it is. So there is that that concept of of contrast, but I don't think any one of us as human beings need need to or could possibly experience everything in a in a single physical lifetime. So when I say that, you know, God can only experience life through you know we got seven billion people on the planet that are no 7 billion people on the planet having lots of different experiences is that how God experiences all that life has to offer because not any one person could experience all that there is to offer. Right. And I've had friends, I have a friend that had an interesting metaphor one time. She said she, she sees the one, God, the divine, the whole divine, like as a um, physical body outline, and then everybody's a different organ or a different part of that. Like the people that are, you know, starving in third world countries, they're in the liver of the body, and the people that are, you know, doing well or whatever, you know, in Europe, living high on the, you know, in the head or the body, and that everybody, like you're saying, has kind of their part of the body. To, to play out and to manifest, and that, that that their soul's choice is to come in at whatever point, mm-hmm. and and that that is just fine. That's you know ultimately the soul knows what the soul knows and is not bothered by the fact that the body's starving or that the body is right. having that deformed or, right right. So the soul is not concerned. But see, I see that as a different. Philosophy. I have to find a different church if I'm going to follow that. <laughs> I'm trying to follow this philosophy of the science of the mind, which, which you know, says all paths lead to God, but there is a certain path that is the science of mind path that is the law and the love, which to me is is not this other philosophy of everybody. You know, the soul comes in with this idea, and I believed that for years, and that made sense to me, and it still does. Um, that my soul has a clear understanding that you know this is just all a game. That really, the life experience yeah, is a game, and just as fun, you know, that the soul is just really having fun, and I'm perceiving it as lack or you know 
fear or pain or whatever, and the soul is like, oh, no, this is exactly what I wanted, and thank you. But that's two different things in my mind. And I guess I'm trying to really grasp the law and the love. And and Reverend Peacher said something else that class that I was kind of questioning her about this idea. She said that within the science of the mind, hopefully I'm saying this correctly, um, that we kind of have to give up the idea, the concept of the God that knows every hair on our head, that counts every hair on our head. There's a philosophy or, you know, is that a Christian belief that, you know, God loves us so much, he knows every hair on our head. And she said in order to have this fuller experience of this sort of mystical God, this this love, this, this deeper than that, you kind of have to graduate away from that feeling of that, you know, how I'm saying it in terms of this God that loves me like a warm blanket, that to give up that concept of God in order to get this more blah kind of God feeling. (laughs) I can't make up sounds. They're going to get worse probably. I should stop trying to make up sounds. (laughs) Anyway, because I don't want to put words on it, but yes, the sound of it, the sound of love. Um, but, that, that, you know, that, that one has to give up the individualized, count my hair on my head kind of God to get that larger, can't be defined in words or sound, God. <laughs> Maybe. So, um... I'm just sitting here thinking about like where do we go from <laughs> from here and maybe where do we go beyond the philosophical into what does all of this have to do with what you actually manifest and what's showing up in your experience today? Like what's the link? between if there is love and there is law, the third element is effect. And so what if even if they are separate, then they lead to a physical experience. See, I guess in my thinking, and I'm always interested to think my thinking, I think the effect stays in the law silo. I don't think the effect. I think there just ism in the in the love silo. There is just ism, and so my work on on mastering the law. You know oh, that doesn't sound very good, but you know living within the the law of gravity. You know we don't have to work at that really. That just is.
thing affect her life? Yes, affect. That's not in the law? The teaching symbol. Go back. But I thought that was all the law, the teaching symbol. You have law, and then you have effect. You have love on the top. You have you have a circle. Oh, this is so much fun. Okay. <laughs> so you have a circle. Just define it. Describe so it for the radio. Right. Yes. You have a circle uh-huh. representing that there is nothing that is outside of God. Everything is inside uh-huh. of God. Uh-huh. You have the top layer, which is love. You have the middle layer, which is law. And you have the third layer, which is effect, or we're going to, for now, call it life. Okay. And then you have the you have the V mm-hmm. or the you know what looks like a, a V going through from the love, mm-hmm. narrowing down through the law mm-hmm. and ending up in life. Mm-hmm. What shows up? So the funnel is open at the top. That all that God has to offer is available. You set your intention and you make your choices. And law recognizes that and reconfigures whatever has to be reconfigured to have that show up at the bottom of that V in your life in that third segment. And so, yes, in science of mind, we say that everything is, you know, run by the law of cause and effect, and that shows up, you know, in, in your life. See, that's so fascinating because that whole teaching symbol I have always just associated with the law. No, the law is the middle part of the teaching symbol. But if the love is above that... Love is the top part of the quadrant, but it's within the circle because there's nothing outside (laughs) of God. See, I think God's outside the God. Love's outside the circle. No, love is inside the circle. I think I need to start my own religion. <laughs> That's it. That's really what I'm after. That love is the universal conscious mind. Of, it is spirit. It is all that is available. And the descent of spirit, the V, is the descent of all of that into physical form. Perhaps, you know, I'm sitting here going... Perhaps I did learn something in all the classes that I have taken. <laughs> Apparently, you learned it much better than I did. Apparently, you have a much clearer understanding. That's okay. Um, You're going to be taking Emory's <laughs> You know, I actually don't know about that. But, uh, you know, it is a curious thing because I'm I'm really stuck on this. I don't. I I, I do. I have them in two different silos. I don't, I don't think. Uh, yes, I think that... that Love loves me enough to let me choose the sniffles. But I don't think that that is divine. But you think love wants some, that love wants something better for you. You say that was, oh, 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 it wants something sounds so wrong when you say it like that. But I think I think love is saying you don't have to have that. You can make a difference. You, you, this, this other love is always saying you don't have to have anything that you're choosing, but you can choose anything. You don't have to have anything. There's nothing you have to do. There's nothing you have to say. There's no one particular way you have to live your life. 
which is why, speaking of, of science of mind, I mean, why we so often catch people when they say, oh, I'm just overwhelmed, I have to do this, and I have to go to work, and I have to pay taxes, and I have to do this. And, I, and we always stop people, don't we? And we say, well, you know, you don't really have, have to do any of those things. And the things that must be done, like for you to have life, have a life experience, your heart must be beating, and you don't have any control over that. Okay? That You wake up in the morning, you're blessed to have another day, another day to make choices and to live your life. And you don't decide whether your heart stops beating or starts beating, or whether it beats five minutes from now. You don't. I mean, now there's well, you don't. So it's like, okay, so spirit has made this organism work in a way that you have life, and it's your choice what to do with that life. So if I'm saying yes to spirit, okay, more and more saying yes to spirit, more uh-huh. and more saying yes to spirit, yes, I'm just naturally going more and more towards the center of the flow of that river. Yes or no in your philosophical belief? I'm chuckling because if I say yes, I'm agreeing with you that there is a center of the Uh river better than the sides of the river or the rapids in the river versus the calm, peaceful trickle of a flow. And, And so... I've been training myself for a long time to say it's all the river, and whether it it's the river. whether there whether it's the rapids in the mountain river or whether it's the muddy river, uh, Mississippi River on the banks of St. Louis or New Orleans, or whether it's the, that it's all the river, and to not have judgment, human judgment about. The river. So, so uh, that's what makes it hard for me to say yes to what you're saying, even though conceptually, in general, I agree with you, but I don't think there's a center of the river that's better oh, I do. than the side <laughs> or the left oh, I do. or the turbulent yes. Yes. or the smooth, you know. I see the benefit of all of it, but I do think that little flow in the middle is fabulous. That's where I want to be. See, we're at the okay, end of another so hour. Of the show already. You're not going to let me talk about this no, again we are next not week. talking about this gonna... next week. Although we are going to talk about something that's going to uh, probably get us back into some of this because our theme next week is help, the month of help, asking for oh, help, giving oh, help. Nice. Um, Support. Is God there to help us? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. And November will be our month of H themes, help, hope, self, and home. I love it. So thanks for joining us today on Say Yes to Spirit, talking about manifest- Manifestation Part 2. And we hope you will join us once again next week or at some other time in the future. And until then, say yes.
Alexa, play Whitney Houston. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.